Hello, singing friends, and welcome to episode six of The Singer's Bar. My name's Audra Sergal, and I am so grateful that you are taking some time out for your singing voice and your creative muse today. We need more singing, we need more love, and so that is a step in that direction, and I love it. Today's bar is a little different, and it's ripped from the headlines, shall we say. This week, I was made aware of a video of a young woman singing at the Conservative Party convention, the CPAC thing. And she sang the national anthem a cappella, and the internet destroyed her. Uh, she had, as we would say, she missed the mark on intonation and audiation. That was a skill set that she was not as fluent with. And so the skill sets, I guess you would say, those are skill sets she wasn't as fluent with. And so uh, there were a lot of comments. So ripping it from the headlines, I want to talk about shaming singers. I want to talk about what it looks like and why we do it. For those of you who typically scrub ahead and don't listen to me blab on about it, you're going to be disappointed. I'm not doing a warm up this week. Uh, I'm going to give us a couple of visualization exercises, or maybe you should just think of it in terms of like things to think about. Um, I'm going to give you time to do that here, and maybe we'll take that into a conversation online. So if you're a listener and you listen to this guy, I would love your feedback. As a lot of you know, I'm only on Facebook and Instagram. This twat don't tweet, so you're going to have to, um, you have to, find me on there with it, you know, or you can email me at the singers bar at gmail.com bar being spelled B-A-R-R-E, right? So let's have a conversation. Right now it's one-sided, but I do really hope that you'll write in about singers shame. I'm going to start with asking you to visualize or just call up in your memory your worst performance. I know it's not a very high vibe thing to do, but I think it's really important. So call up your, your worst performance in your mind. I'll go ahead and share that this week, my worst performance happened. First one back out of COVID, I might mention, I agreed to play for a friend's senior recital over at MU. I've played with him a couple of times before the pandemic. And uh, he asked me to come and accompany him for some classical pieces, uh, big pieces, you know, multi-page, big classical pieces. So we've been rehearsing a couple times, of course, socially distanced and masked um, and keeping in touch with one another about that kind of stuff. I got the vaccine on Thursday. I went down, I got the first dose of the Moderna. I went down in a blaze of glory with my body. Um, it, I, it really affected me. Um, in a kind of autoimmune kind of way. And the recital was on Saturday. Saturday, I was so slow and still pretty out of it, still kind of clammy, but not necessarily feverish, just kind of like chill, a little nausea, that kind of thing, and really, really tired. I took an afternoon nap. When I awoke from the nap, it was 4.30, and I realized that I had missed the whole damn performance. I didn't call, I didn't text because I didn't even think about it. I was so out of it. And it was Saturday and I haven't had anything to do on Saturdays for so long. It didn't even dawn on me to check my calendar. I sent 
very apologetic texts. I have since refunded money and sent emails of apology and all sorts of things. But the truth is, I just messed up somebody else so badly by not showing up. That's just as bad as going in there and playing for shit, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it really is. I, I didn't show up. So when I think of like my worst performances, <laughs> that's the first one that comes to my mind because I didn't even show up and I can't even imagine what position I put this gentleman in to be at his senior recital and not have his accompanist there. Man, I have, I beat myself all the way into next week with it. I think I just walked around my kitchen when I realized it on Saturday, seriously just saying, oh my God, over and over again. Uh, while shaking and panicking. My other worst performance, so that's the the worst one, and that's not even making music. That's just, I just messed up. I messed up. So the other worst performance I have had was in the pit orchestra of a musical called Legally Blonde. And I played that show twice. And in the song chip on my shoulder in that musical there are like four million key changes and the singer kind of prompts them and there's so there's key changes and they happen during and under dialogue and then you start singing the hook again chip on my shoulder right I we just didn't get there as a group and I was the conductor and the piano player and we just had kind of this train wreck underneath the singer and the singer in rehearsal, we had not made it through smoothly, as a lot of times happens in theater, right? Where you're like, we didn't, we had the tech and we had the dress and we're still not through that. And we ran it before before opening night and that was the number we focused on and we still just had the moment on opening night of it not coming together. And geez, I heard the singer afterwards talking to a friend and just saying like, oh my God, that's like the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened. And knowing that I contributed to that in any way, that any way, you know, it was just such a terrible feeling. I'm now going to draw your awareness back to your worst performance and the feelings you had. What do you wish someone would have said to you or that you could have said to yourself after that happened? What do you wish you had heard? When I find that tape going... First of all, it is a tape. So when I'm replaying an incident of, of pain or shame for me and I catch myself doing that, I have to remind myself to say, oops, that tape somehow got triggered to be on again. It's just on on a loop. I need to do anything other than keep listening to it. And I'm not allowed to walk mindlessly to the refrigerator and just start eating something because that loop started again. So oops, there's the tape. I need to turn it off. The way that I turn off the tape for me is walking, making more music, calling a friend, reading something inspirational, listening to a podcast, anything that will just redirect my own behavior and my own thoughts. When the tape is already going and I can't stop it and I'm in the place where it's already on full loop and I've actually gone down the spiral, which I do try again to like, you know, troubleshoot that. I think that that's also a skill. We troubleshoot knowing our own shame spiral, right? But when it's already going and I can't stop it, hey, you made a mistake. Mistakes hurt and they are awful. And mistakes also mean you're growing. Mistakes mean that you are changing and growing and that you have a thousand more chances 
as of this moment right now, to keep growing and keep learning and keep doing this. What a blessing that is. What a gift that is that I get to keep trying again. I'm going to make mistakes until I die and I'll go down swinging with them because I really want to get better, not just as a, as a, as a singer, but as a human. So those are some of the things that work for me, thinking about it from a growth mindset, thinking about those painful things in a way of like, and now how do I rewrite the story? How do I say this is, this is part of my overcoming story. This is a part of me getting up and trying again. Um, and you know, Brene Brown talks about this a lot that we have the rumble. We have the rumble before the rise. We know that's going to happen. There is the fall, there is the rumbling with the hard stuff, and then there's the rise. And we don't get to skip the rumble, but how we actually manage our own thoughts and think about that is different. So now I want to talk about You can pick any of the people in the public eye that you want to that have been publicly shamed about their singing voice. You can pick any of the people they've made like a crazy highlight reel of bad auditions from the shows that shan't be named on this podcast um, where they, these people go to audition and then we have this public spectacle of making fun of them on these shows. Oh, look how bad they are. Ha ha ha. And the judges roll their eyes and uh, they get turned into memes. We can think about those folks. We can think about the latest person, you know, the singer at the CPAC convention. We can think about, just just pick one that you can think of. And now how in your heart of heart, after remembering your own stuff, what you would want to say to that person. Because it's not like it's not even not just a loop in their mind. They've still got the loop like we all do of mistakes and things like that. But now they've got a public humiliation and all that going on with it. So I don't know why we do this specifically to singers. We re- it really is like a bullseye of a target on singers when it comes to publicly shaming them for not having the same skill set as other folks or not having as honed of a skill set. Um, but I would like for us to have a discussion about how we as singers stop it, how we as singers empower one another to the point of, We are all on the spectrum of where we're going. We start in different places. We end in different places. And we are just all on the ride. And it's so amazing that we get to bump into each other on the ride on the way through it. Right? Just thank God for our friends and for the people who make music with us and who let us show up so imperfectly human to do this thing that is ultimately so much bigger than we are and so important for the world. It's important that we all create something, whether that is a beautiful meal, a child, a song, a garden, a poem for a friend, just a conversation between someone else. All of those things, all of those creations are small miracles and big miracles that change the very fabric of every part of our lives. It's not just a song. It's not just a meal. It is a beautiful expression of all of the magic of the world coming through you. When we look at it through that lens, I get, I get kind of emotional. When I look at it through the miraculous lens of how we're all even still here, able to do what we do, 
when I look at it through that lens, I have a really hard time even hearing the comments that people may have. Well, she's a conservative. Well, she got up on that big stage. She should have been prepared. Well, what was she thinking? Who told her she was good? I mean, I just, I think about that and it seems violent. I think shame ultimately is pretty violent because it causes people to end their lives. It causes addiction. It causes suicide, right? And I know this is not, again, I know this ain't the the high vibe podcast you're probably looking for, but I just, upon seeing all of that this week, I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to talk about it more than I wanted to sing, which says something. It means it's heavy on my heart. I'm going to leave you with this. I want you to think about three people who were the folks in your lives that were always the, just the cheerleader champion, the person that you went to and they always had your back. You were a miserable blubbering mess up there, or you, you know, came home and you'd ruined the entire science project but that person just loved you through it. And then I'm going to call myself to being more like that person this week. And I'm going to ask you to do the same. Choose any one of the three and embody that this week and see what happens. See what happens, how it changes you. For me, it was my mom. I mean, seriously, almost to the point of like giving me a complex of like, mom, seriously, I mess up a lot. How can you still love me this much? But man, that lady fiercely and unapologetically loved me through my ugliest days. I mean, seriously, you guys, days whenever I, jeez, in high school, I mean, I am so ashamed of the way I, I, I yelled at her and we fought. I can't even imagine that now, you know? God, teenagers, be nicer to your parents. I just, but anyway, I, I'm so grateful that we came out on the other side of that. It was really only one year into college before I was like, my mom's my best friend and I'm going to apologize a thousand times for doing that to her, for ever yelling at her. That woman just always showed up. And so I often think, um, what would Dee do? And I often think, I remember when I, said I never wanted to turn into my mother and now I would be so honored to, right? Just let's think about that. Let's think about those people that meant the world to us and then how we can carry their spirits, living or dead, right? We can carry their spirits with us everywhere we go. I think in some programs they call that faking it till you make it. But I think that empathy is a learned skill. And I think that as singers, we got to step for, for, step up for one another to change the culture at large. Okay. I hope that you sing this week. I hope that you make a beautiful noise and share your gifts because it matters. It matters to the world. We need more music. We need more singing. We need more love. Until next time, and I promise there will be a bar. Stay well, friends.